0: We are returned uh, from the horrors of Christmas. I mean, the joys of Christmas. Hello! <laughs> now, I had a good Christmas. <clears throat> I hope you all did as well.
1: I had a surprisingly good Christmas. Christmases Excellent. are usually pretty hard for me, but anymore I have too many people just doing their damnedest to put the magic back into it for me. And you and Amy are among them.
0: Just uh slaps the roof of Christmas. This bad boy can fit so much magic in it. Watch!
1: Yeah. <laughs> and you and Amy are two of the people doing
0: that. Woo! That makes us magical. It does. Sure, duck and fuzz. <laughs> Another one bites the dust. Bum, oh bum, no! Bum. Another one bites the dust. Sorry, you probably can hear uh, <coughs> my dogs in the background scratching like hooligans. Uh, but the babysitter's not home, so
1: the children are lively again today. Oh,
0: <sighs> Every day. Every. Day. Every day. <coughs> that's, that's what children. That's what children be do. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. I want to talk today about one of the most divisive topics on the internet. I have no idea where he's going with this. No, so, fun fact, I was like, last night, I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm to message Ren be like, hey, this is the topic, heads up. Then I went to sleep. This morning I was like, hey, I should message, message Ren, give her a heads up. And then I watched Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> and things just kind of just kept uh, uh, progressing. Um until uh I didn't message. <laughs> and here we are. So uh surprise, surprise. No, so uh res- So <coughs> wanna talk about responsible adaptations. Responsibly adaptationing? Responsible Hang on. Not being Michael Bay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no. So, anywhere you look in geek, nerd culture, and, 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 and in, occasionally in mainstream culture, adaptations and reversionings are a real hot, real really divisive uh, topic. <laughs> um...
1: And I am listening quite intently because I'm still not a hundred percent sure where you're going.
0: <laughs> okay, so have you ever have you ever like really liked a thing, be it a book, a TV, like a TV series or whatever, and then along comes an adaptation, whether it be from book to big screen or from you know small screen to the big screen or Whatever,
1: whatever combination thereof,
0: and you're just real excited about it, and you sit down to watch it, and then it just—it's just an abomination in the sight of every god.
1: You know, I'm not gonna lie, not really.
0: That's because there's—that's because there's no adaptation of (laughs) Bossing (laughs) Say.
1: Okay, you make a valid point. Because, like, literally, I don't consume just a whole lot of media. Right. So, the stuff I do consume, either. Thank you, Doggo. I'm into it. Or me. Or that. (laughs) Right. I just cough it out of my being.
0: Right. So. Um, and I
1: forget that it exists. I
0: mean, would that I could.
1: <laughs> Actually, forget. as we're sitting here talking and I'm looking over at the uh, manga collection. hmm Okay, so I have a complicated relationship
0: with Naruto as a whole. Uh-huh.
1: The anime did not impress me.
0: Okay. I mean, I'm sure there are many people who feel the same way. There are parts I, of it
1: that I very much enjoyed, but overall,
0: right on. I so I'm not gonna lie. I I didn't read the majority of the Naruto manga. I I did like when when she put in hit the or neared the Ni- great ninja <coughs> war, the great ninja war arc. Uh, and I was caught up, and weekly releases just weren't doing it for me anymore, uh, I I blitzed the manga chapters uh, from the point that I was um, through uh, con- the conclusion. And uh, that's my only experience with the Naruto manga, so to speak, which is rather silly because a significant portion of it sets on my shelf. Uh, <laughs> it's not mine, but it's... <laughs> My wife's, but it's it's on the shelf. Uh, it's I, yours. It's Amy's.
1: It. A lot of it was mine.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh,
1: I needed to get rid of some things, and y'all graciously took all of my Naruto volumes from me.
0: Winning. Uh, so I, I I really can't comment. I'll be honest. I don't. I don't read just a lot of manga in general, partially because then you know I'm gonna have a not so great relationship most likely with the um, uh, the anime. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, like <laughs> exactly that though. Like like you have you have expressed before that you you weren't super into. the the Naruto anime, um, but we're rather rather enjoyed the manga at least to a point.
1: Yeah, I I admittedly began to lose interest during the Chunin exams Mm. as it began to uh, become kind of Dragon Ball Z, but ninjas and child soldiers. I mean, and so, that's an oversimplification, but that's kind of how I have felt about it. Reasonable. Like, at one point in time, the fact that Sasuke had a keke genkai,
0: mm-hmm.
1: he's got this, he's got this genetically passed down ninjutsu that, that like, only the members of his clan have. Mm-hmm. And then Everybody had their own gimmick. Yeah. A completely separate gimmick. And oftentimes very interesting in the way uh, Kishimoto wrote those things. <laughs> but like everyone had a completely unique specialty. Mm-hmm. And like, not that it. Um... This has turned very quickly into Rin bashing Naruto instead of us talking about anime or talking about media adaptations. but um, that I'll just summarize to say that kind of fell flat for me. Okay. Also power escalation, power creep. but but I still followed it for a long time because that was still in like the single digit uh, manga volumes. And I bought all the way up to 50 or close to it. Right. So still kept at it for a long time. (laughs) I... The pacing in the anime, trying to pull us back to adaptations, the pacing in the anime was very off for me.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I'm sure there has to be... I'm, I'm sure that some anime somewhere holds the record and it's probably not Naruto, but Naruto has an inexcusable amount of filler. Uh, like Naruto doesn't have filler episodes. It doesn't even have filler arcs. It has filler seasons. It has a almost has a filler half. Uh. Yeah,
1: like half of the anime prior to Shippuden was. Uh well, Sasuke's gone, and Naruto failed to bring him back. Let's go find Sasuke and
0: fail to bring him back. Yeah, literally. The only, the only, like after after a point, and I'm going to be really brutally honest about this. The only good episode of Naruto after probably the last, like once you hit about the halfway point, that you know the point that it really ticks over from. Well, Sasuke left, and went from canon to filler, the only good episode for 200 to 300 episodes was, was Beneath Kakashi's Mask. That's the only episode that matters.
1: I don't think I saw that
0: one. Uh, you know... I, 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 I'd I be lying if I said I remembered what um, episode number it was. Um, but it's in the last half of the original Naruto uh, anime. Uh... And it's just a, um, it's just a whole last, and I think, I think it was presented as a flashback because Sasuke was there for this, for this episode, Um, but this was well after, well, well after Sasuke had left, but it was just the members of Team 7 trying to sneak a peek at what was under Kakashi's mask, (laughs) and it was uh, really quite wonderful. Uh, but... I am gonna challenge your assertion. Okay.
1: Because I did see some filler from that period that I enjoyed. Okay. And it was... No, get down. All the way. Good boy. That wasn't it. Um, it was... Naruto accompanies... Um... I forget which cell number they were, but, uh, Shino, Hinata, and Kiba. Um, fuck. Naruto accompanies Shino, Kiba, and Hinata out. I think they're looking for Sasuke. I don't they remember what They're always looking for Sasuke.
0: Was. You know. Since that's the only thing going on at that point. Was this was this the time that they decided she knows Bug could sniff Sasuke's chakra?
1: I don't remember. It was the time that they decided to give a girl character character
0: growth. Okay.
1: Um like there's like a scene where um uh, There's like a scene where they're outside, they're camping, Naruto wakes up to some kind of sound in the middle of the night, and he tracks the sound down and Hinata is
0: like training under a waterfall. Yes. Yeah, that's that's the that's the one. Okay.
1: And then in the immediately following episode, there's like some kind of fucking insects that sting you and they're going to kill you and these ninjas using them are going to kill you. Right. If Noraku from Inuyasha were a ninja trying to keep Kanoha from getting to Sasuke,
0: <laughs> seems legit. I mean, yeah. You
1: know. um, and she like pulls out this busted, what was it like eight trigrams, sixty-four palms defense or some some
0: yeah. some lame bullshit name like that. But
1: it was really cool at the time.
0: I mean, most of the eight triagram powers are pretty cool. Uh,
1: They're based on the uh, Nejiya, the Chinese internal martial arts. And I have a soft spot for that. And yes, I am pretty sure that Neji's name comes
0: directly from that. I mean, it's a strong, strong possibility. Um, The, uh, I mean, there's a... uh, you know, you know how Naruto has the big swirl on his back, you know? On, on the back of his jacket. Yeah. <clears throat> the, uh... The... There's a... There's a... A, a section of water in, in Japan called the Naruto Strait. And in the Naruto Strait, there's a whor- a big-ass whirlpool. Oh, <laughs> <Aww. laughs> I love that. Uh, I love that. That's cute. Um... But that was there, and it was named that shit before Naruto was a thing. <laughs> it was he was named for it, not the other way around. Uh.
1: It is entire. I'm pretty sure Naruto was named, and it is entirely possible the whirlpool was also named. Naruto was named for the little swirly, like fish, fishy fish egg or fishy something. Yeah. In Japanese ramen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Also, like
1: those are called Naruto, yeah, and that is Naruto's name. Yep. Uh,
0: so, but no, so like but filler is a very. Sure that's correct. I'm I'm ninety percent sure that that it's at least mostly correct. Do
1: the sites we're posted on have comments. Some of them. Okay, well, if I'm mistaken about that, feel free to correct me in the comments.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, so. But now filler is a very good, um, a very good example of a really shitty way <laughs> to adapt a uh, uh, a property. <laughs> Wait, I I have to shit on Naruto more. <laughs> Dadgum! <get it. laughs>
1: <laughs> no, just the adaptation from manga to anime. Mm-hmm. When I even when I say that the. Um, That the pacing in the anime... You're perched. I love that. I need to perch. Um, When I say the uh, anime pacing was off for me, Mm. I mean that like there's some hardcore action scenes that in the manga, you can just flip pages and flip pages and just imagine the action occurring in real time.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And that doesn't happen in the anime.
0: There's too much talk, no jutsu.
1: There's too. That's part of it, yeah. Um, and I mean, part of it is because it's a visual anime, and for like internal monologue stuff, mm-hmm. you have to stop and stretch out the scene so that the voice actor can say the lines. And in the manga, you can read faster than somebody can speak, and so you just you see the line and you go on.
0: Right. There's um There's no adjustment. Yeah. And I I don't know. There's for me for, for me comics have always been a very rapid fire sort of like, like I'll catch myself <coughs> literally just reading and like I'll hit a text bubble that's talking about something that happened visually in a panel and I'm like the fuck? And I gotta flip back and actually look at the pictures that I zoned out and missed. <laughs>
1: I have done that. Um, I have done that. I know that feel.
0: But uh, you know, I think I think one of the I think one of the things that appeals about taking specifically from, and this is true in both in like from comic or manga, but also but especially from um, just regular like novels like read your text um, the the opportunity to put the visual on screen in a, in a, in a moving flowing fashion um, is I think that's one of the big appeals of adaptations for a lot of people um, absolutely the, the 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 thing the thing is that exposition is often Often it's better to show than it is to narrate. Like, I don't need you to spend four episodes explaining to me your master plan. I need you to spend half an episode showing me your master plan. Yeah. Uh, One of the things that I really appreciate
1: about My Hero Academia mm. is... So going back to an earlier season where uh, Bakugo has been taken by the League of Villains... Mm-hmm. And let's see, who all goes to rescue him? Uh, Midoriya, obviously. Ida. Fucking. Uh, Manly Creati. Man. Oh, yeah. create Yao mm-hmm. uh And uh, Manly Man. You like him.
0: Kershi- Kishima. That Kershima. one? Yeah. Redoraito. Um,
1: and like they're they're gathered together, they're like, okay, well what do we do? You know, we can see Bakugo in this in this very bad situation. What do we do? And Deku's is like, okay, here's the plan. And then they do it. Right. They don't explain the plan until it's showing
0: the plan on screen right and so here's the and you know we the, we may never find ourselves on topic here today <laughs> um, you know but uh, so sometimes
1: it be like that
0: there is absolutely no point in having a character explain the plan and then the, and then showing the character like like on screen they explain the plan and then on screen the <laughs> Characters execute the plan. There's no sense in doing both unless the plan's going to go wrong,
1: which is and an obvious tell that the plan is exactly go wrong.
0: so. Either I so I'm so as soon as someone is explaining a plan on screen, I'm like, well, it's not going to go that way. And then they are like two or three times that it actually did go according to plan. Now I'm just pissed because you're writing shitty. The impact was lost. Yeah, like... Like, oh, the big twist was that it went according to plan. (laughs) Huh. That's... Wait.
1: (laughs) And then that goes into, um... Discourse on plot twists. And if the twist is less interesting than the projected outcome, it's not a good twist.
0: Exactly. Uh... But I think that, uh, and I, for the life of me, I was, I was, I was reading somebody else's gripe about the, about some series just the other day, um, that was, like, talking about exposition versus, um, like, just overly explaining things, um,
1: Reasonable exposition versus calm down. That's too much exposition.
0: Put that back. Yeah. Uh, it actually, actually, I think it may have been uh, in regards to Rebel Moon, uh, which I actually haven't I haven't watched Rebel Moon yet. Uh, well, I started it. I, I like I started it, and that's as far as I've gotten.
1: <laughs> I'm not familiar. Uh,
0: so I'm not even sure which franchise we're talking. It's about. It's brand new. Um, oh, okay. So, long story short, um, Zack Snyder of uh, Justice League fame <laughs> um, uh, pitched like he had con- he had this conceptualization um, that was supposed to be an R-rated Star Wars movie. Um, Ooh. Uh, yeah, it was going to be real edgy and so on and so forth. And then Disney being Disney was like, yeah, you know what? We're moving in a different direction. You're part of an outplacement. <laughs> uh, you're fired. <laughs> uh, they, they didn't pick it up. And he was like, well, shit, I want to make this movie. And pitched it to Netflix. And Netflix was like, bet. And uh, so it's... Suck it, we ball. Yeah. So it's a... Heavily Star Wars inspired uh, uh, space opera. Or, uh, like I, said, I haven't watched it, so I can't really I can't really say much more beyond that. It it feels um, I, I've I've heard it criticized for uh, being a Star Wars knockoff. I'm like it literally sort of is, but that's the beauty of it. Like, like it was supposed to be a Star Wars movie now it gets to be its own thing uh, it just on and on and on but um anyway somebody was somebody was saying that the movie has um the the balance of exposition is just not there um, which I so far it I don't know I, I haven't really had that complaint I'm'm I'm through like the first 15 20 minutes of it. Um, I haven't had that complaint so far, but we'll see. Uh, Good luck. Yeah. uh,
1: (laughs) I have listened to a lot of such rants. Um, Overly sarcastic productions. Red does a trope talk periodically. Mm -hmm. And just on several different of her trope talks, just different things like that. Her eternal punching bag, of course, being Age of Ultron. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I yeah, you know We
1: don't have time to unpack all of that.
0: Uh you know. Uh I don't even I don't even think that we can at this point call the Marvel movies adaptations anymore.
1: They've become kind of a fundamentally different thing.
0: Um, which is, A, almost cool, and B, mostly fucking irritating. <laughs> uh, let's, let's be real, I okay. do
1: hate you some multiverse.
0: I fucking hate multiverse. If you're out there and you're riding a multiverse, fucking stop. <laughs> You're degrading your own writing. You're giving your fingers writing cancer.
1: Billy has higher hopes for you.
0: Do better, and then do better again. Anyway. (laughs) Uh, I've written
1: some AU material.
0: All your fanfic is worthless smut. There, I said it.
1: It's kind of
0: fanfic. Uh,
1: what if my D and D character from the previous campaign
0: had lived? As as you are one of the original storytellers, so it is not a fanfiction. It is simply it is simply it is simply AU canon. <laughs> it is it's it is not AU canon. <laughs> it can't be neither. We will. F- Fucking finagle some shit until it is. by Lottie.
1: <laughs> you know, we are both very good at super fight. I'm sure we could figure out something. Yeah. No, get down.
0: Uh, good boy. Thank you. But not So, like, um, the... So, Marvel does have a, a set of mostly, uh, uh responsible AU, um selections in the form of the What If series, like, serieses. uh, Which comprises, like, Marvel zombies and um, (laughs) um, the... I can't think of the name of the universe, but the the instance in which um, Peggy becomes uh, a super soldier instead of... Oh! Instead of Steve. Instead of Steve, yeah. Um, Fascinating. I bet that would be fun. Yeah. uh, And... Um, and some of those are extremely. Yes, needy little bitch. I <clears throat> are extremely beloved, especially zombies. Um, it also kind of gave birth to. I, I believe the Infinity Mitten was also a what if. Um, and we largely don't talk about the Infinity Mitten.
1: I was about to say but, the Infinity Mittens.
0: So basically what if the Infinity Gauntlet had been <laughs> a shade. Well, a a like an oven mitt. Uh, I think is uh, from what I best I remember, it's 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 an older thing. They like a new version's not been done uh, for obvious reasons, but Thanos had the infinity mitten, uh, and so on. Um but uh, I
1: kind of need to know
0: about this. It's, I mean, look, it's worth checking out. Uh, ju- at least just, just for the nose, you know.
1: I, yeah, I need to uh, know.
0: But uh, you know, they have those those responsible AUs, and then they have whatever the devil the MCU is becoming. <laughs> yeah, uh, but.
1: I did really want to see the new the newer Captain Marvel movie.
0: Oh, I, the Marvels. Marvels. Yes. I don't know. I
1: I I enjoyed the fuck out of the first one. Fight me. So, listen, if you want to criticize me for that, you can come find me and we'll we'll
0: hash it out. The the first Captain Marvel movie was in no way terrible. It, that being said, Brie Larson's Captain Marvel has—I enjoy—I enjoy her character less and less every time she's on screen, and I don't know why that is. Sh- like, like for me, Carol Danvers peaked in Captain Marvel, and then has just been—it's just been a downhill slide ever since. Okay. Um. <laughs> I, do, I don't... We should um, watch
1: Captain Marvel Infinity... We don't have to watch Infinity War. We could, but Endgame. And then watch
0: Marvels. I think there's a series in there somewhere we need to watch, too. Is there? Because, so...
1: Because I'm down with that, too.
0: There's... um. I forget what her bloody name even is, but, um, there's, um, the, the semi-short girl that wound up absorbing Captain Marvel powers, um, she's a big part of the Marvel movie, I believe, but I think that, like, they explored her shit in a, in one of the series on Disney Plus. Okay, I, I, I,
1: yeah, 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 okay, I know what you're, Excuse me. I know what you're about.
0: Um, But anyway.
1: I can't think of what it's called. Yeah, me either. Uh, Which I guess is part of the point. But also, I don't know. I have a very strong opinion that there's some genuine criticisms to be had for Brie Larson's Captain Marvel. And much of it is overshadowed by an undeserved amount of bullshit.
0: That's probably true. I mean, it was almost definitely true. Is a superhero movie. I. Mean, <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't but
1: I liked it quite a lot. Like even Captain Marvel, <laughs> I liked it
0: quite a lot. Captain Marvel was a was 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 a f- fairly enjoyable movie.
1: I resonated with it very strongly, which that is. On my list of how did I not know sooner I was trans.
0: <laughs> you know, it might... I think part of it is the fact that Captain Marvel is a... Which, okay, I, I'm, I'm just a touch behind. On, really, I haven't seen the Marvels. Sure. Um, and I'm just a touch behind. But... Same boat. Uh, Captain Marvel is sort of a walking plot hole. Um, in a lot of ways. I'm uh, listening. Okay, so... Okay, so what year? So Captain Marvel, like the first Captain Marvel movie, took place in what, like the eighties or whatever? I like, like the believe ends, that's the eighties? Okay, so uh, she flew off, went into space, cool. Like that's went to find the the, the scroll, a new home, a, a new a new homeworld, right? So she takes off into space. We don't hear from her for twenty years or whatever. That's that's plausible.
1: We hear from her We we sneak peek her at the end of and or at the end of Infinity War. Yeah. so more when, like forty um, years. Samuel L. Jackson's getting dusted.
0: Yeah. So she I is... forget
1: his character's name, it's literally just Samuel L. Jackson.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just, just Samuel L. Jackson. It's Mace Windu. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> is that
1: correct?
0: I mean, look, look.
1: Not gonna lie, Mace Windu is just Samuel L. Jackson, but Jedi.
0: Yeah, basically. No, it's um, Nick Fury. Uh, Nick Fury. So, so she's been in space. She she's a cosmically powered fucker uh, in space for forty years. Hauling around, presumably, a, an entire civilization of of Skrull. Uh, so, you know, she's... She apparently didn't decide to drop in and stop Ronan the Accuser from dusting worlds. Didn't feel it was necessary to pop in and address the Mad Titan who was you know, massacring planet after planet, uh, somehow spent 40 years failing to find a single suitable world for the scroll to live on. Uh, like, to be fair, <clears throat> space is
1: big, and 40 years is not a lot of time.
0: Space space is big, but in the MCU feels very small. Uh, that's fair. Uh, like... They are
1: traveling fucking stars.
0: Yeah, I mean, like... Let's go
1: to Nidhavaliir, the place that doesn't exist.
0: Yeah. But But let's get there through space. Yeah. Like, it's, uh... They leave Asgard, which is one of the
1: nine realms, and they're in space. Yeah. And they get to Earth, which is definitely Midgard. Mm Mm-hmm. But
0: what <laughs> yeah uh, but like you know it, it, it just it just feels like um, with the power she apparently possesses because I mean she just oh you've got a spaceship neat no you don't like with the power she possesses like she had to be on somebody's right like like guard like, Surely Ravagers had seen her flying around unravaging, or Or surely uh, Thanos had decided to annihilate the wrong planet at least once. But sh- she wasn't on anybody's radar.
1: Or even if not, <clears throat> Thanos never determined that that was a possibility?
0: Yeah, well, so, okay, so he knew Tony Stark by name, right? So, like... Thanos, the mad titan in fucking space, knows this dude from Earth's name, but doesn't...
1: Genius billionaire playboy philanthropist.
0: Yes. Yeah, so like, uh, (laughs) his... And actually, so a line from Thanos to Stark, I too am cursed with knowledge. And just like, like, Thanos just knows a lot of fucking shit. But doesn't know about Captain Marvel. So it just makes it just makes it feel like she's just gonna be It basically she's Superman. So here's a
1: thought. Hmm. And I don't believe this. I'm just gonna throw this out there for the walls. He also didn't know who Wanda Maximoff was. That's true. Like, fucking Scarlet Witch, you took everything from me.
0: I don't even know who you are. Maybe he's just sexist. Maybe. <laughs> um, the, um, and maybe, and maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> not, not that Thanos is sexist, but maybe it's the fact that Captain Marvel tickles my Superman aversion. Maybe that's it. Maybe. Because she is that sort of quintessential OP paragon motherfucker. Or maybe it's the time that she once dropped a fucking solar flare on my boy Hulk. Maybe that. <laughs> Not in the movies, but. Okay. I was <laughs> uh, like, wait, what? What did this happen? Um. But anyway, like I just, I just, I just, I feel like every time, every time she shows up, more, more questions get raised than answers, and they're just like, they're just like. When they need a convenient way to solve a thing, Captain Marvel. Um, which, I don't... It's just not great writing. But, anyway.
1: And I just like Brie Larson. And I, I know that that's... That she's not everyone's taste.
0: I don't have any particular feelings about Brie Larson. Um, I don't know that I've even seen her in anything else.
1: She rocked the fuck out of Envy Adams in Scott
0: Pilgrim vs. the World. Oh, was that her? Uh-huh. That no. her. She was very good in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. She was very good, <laughs> um, but but no. So comic book, comic book uh, adaptations are like <laughs> a classic thing to hate. Uh, and Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is a, a comic adaptation. It certainly is. Um, and I'm I'm going to I'm going to commit heresy and be real honest. Uh, I've not read the comic. Uh, so I I, well. I I can't compare, but, uh... I've got them if you want them, if you want to borrow them. I should at some point read them.
1: Um. Oh, on Netflix, there is also a, an animated... Ah,
0: mm-hmm. I've seen it floating around, I haven't watched it yet.
1: I'm not sure, but I'm under the impression that it's supposed to be a faithful reproduction of the, uh, graphic novels.
0: I don't know I'd, I'd be lying if I said I knew a ton about it
1: yeah I'm not I could be making that up but that's my understanding that's fair and a lot of the actors reprise their roles to be the voice actors nice nice
0: um but so I think I think that comic book movies more specifically in this case Marvel um is a great example of some like I'm just kind of I'm just kind of giving up my overall point of the episode, yeah. but <laughs> something that I did want to talk about. Um, well, there were many things that I wanted to talk about, but but this is a great spot to, to point it out. Um, they they have developed, and sort of a, a a they're going too fast. Is superhero fatigue a thing? Not exactly. But there is such a thing as um creating problems when you don't th- you're not thinking your, your crap all the way through. Um and you're um I feel like that comes up like in a lot of anime. The anime will catch up to where the manga is and then they have to make up a whole like they just kind of had to make up their own story from there. Or they for will... Full
1: Metal Alchemist, 2003 is my classic goatee for that.
0: Yeah, that's that's the quintessential example. Still very good, don't get me wrong. I still enjoyed
1: it. Absolutely. But, and I will say I enjoyed Brotherhood more. Oh, yeah. For having previously seen FMA03. Oh,
0: also yes. Um. Uh, so either... And also happened with Game of Thrones. You know, they, they hit the point where dude hadn't finished <laughs> finished the, the story. So they were like, well, we're going to write our own ending. And that's an excellent example of a terrible example. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, or you, 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 you go kind of the opposite direction and you try to make sure that the, the manga or comic or whatever stays ahead of you by inserting filler episodes. Uh, and then Naruto Naruto uh (coughs) and (coughs) don't die no promises (laughs) I realize that that we I realize we live in a world with a population of people who want everything right now but me yeah I mean (laughs) me too everybody wants everything right now yeah Um, but I think, I think that some restraint needs to be shown in how quickly we jump on at, like, studios jump on adaptations. Like, I'm not going to make that joke. You're the worst.
1: (laughs) I think I'm not going to make that joke is sometimes worse than if I had just
0: gone on and done it. Probably. Uh. And I kind of love that. Like I said, the worst. Uh. I'm incorrigible. That's also a word for it. Um. But no, I think, I think that, I think that if you were, one of the things that you need to look at, if you're looking to responsibly, quote unquote, in my (laughs) opinion, uh, undertake an adaptation, or a reboot, or retelling, or whatever, is make sure... I personally feel you should always follow the source material. If you don't feel that way, well then I guess, go ahead and make whatever the hell you want. But if you're following the source material, make sure that the source material is done. Make sure or at least so close to being done that you a disaster would have to happen in order for you to catch up. Um, like, don't don't get ahead of yourself. Um, please stick to the source material. <laughs> um, for sure. I
1: would agree with that.
0: Uh, you know, I I understand that, you know, you need, that everyone needs slash wants a return on their investment. Um, and thusly, you know, You want to attract new audience members, um, but...
1: Honestly, FMA-03 is the exception that proves the rule. Like, we could go into an entire breakdown of what made FMA good, Mm -hmm. and then use that as a measure... Use that as a as a rubric for okay, and here's why all of these other adaptations that did that attempted the same thing don't make the cut.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the your current fan base or the reason that you're getting to make this thing. Um, so cater to the current fan base, or at least stay true to the spirit of what. What Ari is, um,
1: and like you said a minute ago, I know you want your return on investment. So, Katie, to do your current fan base, because that's who's giving you your return.
0: Yeah, that's that's where your money's come from up to this point. That's where your money's going to, and and new new fans are going to come anytime with, practically anytime something makes a jump in media, because, like, there are people who just don't enjoy reading. There are people who don't want to watch cartoons. Because they're fucking club. losers. But anyway... <laughs> I mean... You, you have people who will watch a movie who won't... If you hadn't said it, I was gonna. I mean, fair. You'll have people who will watch a movie, but who, you know, aren't going to watch your, your, your anime or read your manga or comic or whatever. And...
1: Not everyone likes every medium.
0: <laughs> right. And... Sonic the the Sonic movies. Um, I don't. Do you did you see the first the first the first rendition model? of Sonic? Yeah, yeah, it was, and it was
1: a nightmare.
0: It was an abomination. It's fucking awful. And the studio listened when people bitched about it. They redid it, and now it's a much better movie. <laughs> yeah, because of it. Um, and you know, I have heard. I've heard. A few times, well, and I man, think
1: this is too Uncanny Valley. Make it more cartoony.
0: Yeah, yeah. Make it make it not fugly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I have heard, I, I've heard this, and I, I, I want to say I've heard it expressed out of maybe not from James Gunn, but from the James Gunn era Warner Brothers Discovery conglomerate, in that essentially they're not going to bend over backwards for angry fans. And to some degree every everyone has to do that because you're always going to have this subset of people who are just determined to bitch about some random shit. Sure. Um like like I'm not talking about like like I'm not talking about There's but, a
1: difference between a loud but small angry mob? Yes. And fucking everybody.
0: Yeah. Like there you need to, you need you need to listen to to your target audience. Or you need to listen not your target audience, sorry. You need to listen to the audience that made made your property worth adapting. Yeah. Um both. Yeah. So because here's the even thing. If
1: like even if you're trying to broaden your target audience the core of your target audience is those fans mm-hmm.
0: and i feel like i feel like a big trend is sacrificing the original core audience in the name of expanding to new demographics and my whole thing has always been Okay, if you want something that's that much different, make a new thing. Yeah. If if the thing you want on the screen wouldn't be popular enough without the established name behind it, then your thing sucks. Your thing is just shit you're, you're your trying thing to... sucks,
1: s- don't make it. Yeah. If you need to lean on an established name in order...
0: Like, if that is the only draw... Yeah. Like, just, just, just (coughs) don't. Just fucking don't. Um, and... And even to an extent,
1: I can kind of understand lending an established name to a new project. But, like, those are going to be exceptions. Like, every rule has its exceptions. Um, Yeah, and what we're talking about here is, this is what the rule should be. Um, the thing I just mentioned is the exceptions.
0: You're talking about the rule. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know. There, <laughs> there, there have been a few things like the Cloverfield paradox was never supposed to be a Cloverfield movie. Um, the the project got greenlit and then they were like, you know what? This will do better if it's a Cloverfield thing. And the and the and the dude who wrote it was like, the fuck you mean? This isn't part of the Cloverfield universe. Not like what it is now. And you wind up with things that just don't quite fit. And and plot holes that go...
1: I've heard similar things about... Oh, what was it? The Wheel of Time adaptation.
0: Mm. I, I I have not watched The Wheel of Time. The Wheel of Time... I know
1: nothing about The Wheel of Time except what I have been forced to endure listening to from a former coworker, mm. Which means I don't know anything about it.
0: <laughs> Fair. But I do recall that criticism. It's... It was already such a winding, broad narrative with so many characters and It just things. seemed
1: like it, and that's part of why I tuned it out. It's... Like, I would have loved to partake in it of my own, Mm -hmm. but I was subjected to this against my will. Yeah, reasonable. Uh, I mean... So, unfortunately, it goes in the list of things like Code Geass and Brandon Sanderson, which are all objectively wonderful things that many people enjoy, and I never will.
0: Because... I don't know. They've been poisoned for me. I don't know who Brandon Sanderson is, but Code Geos is tight, y'all should check it out.
1: Mistborn, um Mistborn's the only one that I can think of offhand. Uh, the Stormlight Archive.
0: No, it's not it's not it's not tickling any bells, but That's fair. Um It's good. Yeah.
1: I have another friend who likes it very much, and I unlike my former co-worker I enjoy hearing him talk about it mm. but I just I had to listen to this co-worker so much that I just I don't want anything to do with it
0: gotcha um
1: and if you think that's tragic imagine having to live with that realization
0: um I think uh, I think the wheel of time is one of those... <laughs> I don't want to say that any given thing is unadaptable, but if anything ever could be, the Wheel of Time would be on the list just for the fact that so much would have to go into a production that truly did justice to the source, to to, to the story the in cha- uh, all the characters and so on and so forth.
1: They would have to commit to the source material and they would have to
0: commit the resources to making it work. Yeah. It would co- it would it would take so so much. But and this is a problem I think more with American film filmmaking than anything else. I think I think American filmmaking has forgot how to work inside of a budget. Um and and that kind of brings us to our little news corner of the day. Uh, Ooh. Um. So this is news to me. Uh. Yeah. I just decided to do it right now. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> um. If you guys haven't been keeping track, Godzilla. I love Mi- that full send it. Yeah, Godzilla minus one is still on a rampage through the American box offices uh, for a f- fourth week now, I believe. Oh fuck um, yeah. For what was only supposed to be a one week run, it keeps getting extended across the country. Um, It now sits just at just over $40 million gross um, domestically here in the US, um, which puts it uh, in number six, I think, of all foreign movies um, of all time in America. Um, Or, yeah. so the only thing is not like I think it's number six. Um, the number five spot is only just a, just a few million ahead of it, uh, like forty four or something like that. Um, and it's some some movie I've never heard of. Um, um, but anyway, the, the top five has has been pretty steady. Um, number one being Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Uh, by by two miles. By two miles is it number one. Um, uh, it's like... That well, sounds right. ...well over a hundred million, and then number two is just barely over 50, I think. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, hero? Uh, honestly,
1: so, if, so Godzilla minus one is within 10 or 15 million of being the number two. Yeah. Yeah. And it's still another $50 after that from being number one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, double. Yeah. But also, you have to remember that those are lifetime numbers, so what Godzilla has done in four weeks, um, these others have been doing since, one of them I think is from like the 90s, Crouching Tiger was from 2000 even, I think, um, and then number five I want to say is 2013 so like most likely Godzilla will climb, will claw its way into number five uh, at least at some point um and uh Godzilla minus one was made on a budget of 15 million dollars is a phenomenal movie um and we have an entire episode
1: of that with me, Billy, Amy, and our friends, uh, Lee and Miranda. Mm-hmm. Check it out. It's amazing.
0: Absolutely. I have no idea what I'm talking about, but they are on fire the entire time. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's real good. It's our, it, it was a monster of an episode. Y'all should check it out. Hey, oh, uh, but not so, uh, you it still. Was. It was an incredible movie. It was. And you still have the chance to check it out, I'm going to say, because it's still still rocking in theaters here. Uh, so please give it a watch. Um, you know, they did an incredible job with $15 million. Uh, you know, the, we still had a CG monster, um, which looked pretty all right. Uh, and in some in some in some instances dare I say pretty damn good and I'm
1: not the movie bitch I'm not the monster movie bitch I'm not the kaiju bitch but goddamn, it was a good movie
0: our the the Hollywood made monsterverse movie is you know movies are you know they're walking around with like you know hundreds of millions of dollars in budget and I mean I will argue that um the filmmaking is not as good. <laughs> I'm just going to come out and say it.
1: Somebody heard Deidara from Naruto say, My art is an explosion! And Michael
0: Bay said, Write that down! Write that yeah. down! Yes! Yes! Someone needs to take away Michael Bay's... Yes. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> needs to take Michael Bay away. Yes, yeah, someone needs to take <laughs> away Michael Bay. Um, that, don't get me wrong. Michael Bay has made some great... I don't want to say great. Michael Bay has made some movies I enjoyed. Not a single childhood adaptation among those. (laughs) But. Yeah. um, Michael Bay really shouldn't be allowed anywhere near anything um, with fond childhood memories. Uh, (laughs) But. um, You know, the Lord of the Rings. um, The. um, Rings of Power. Uh, the first season had like a five hundred million dollar budget, which adjusted for inflation is the s- approximately the same budget, I believe, as all three LOTR movies combined. Oh man, and that's
1: tragic.
0: Yeah, and you got like main characters walking, like sitting there in screen printed armor, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like how <laughs> you had so much money? <laughs>
1: you had so much money you could have outfitted every single one of these people in like like finding somebody from the SCA
0: to craft you some fucking plate right like come on <laughs> like i i don't know it's um i i i truly believe that um studios are capable of, of tackling at least most of these really huge adaptation projects. But they're... You know, everybody always says, oh, well, we had to cut this character or this scene because budget reasons. I think that...
1: No, no you didn't.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think that you needed to... I think you needed to work within your budget better. I think you need, like... like Get me, get me, get me a Mexican grandma. Like, put her in charge of what's being spent. (laughs) And after she's done beating you all with her chonclas, by Lordy, you're going to be able to afford that scene.
1: (laughs) You're going to be all right. And um, let's just, like, oh, we had to cut this important thing from the original work because, because budget. No, you didn't. Well, it wasn't part of the director's uh, creative vision. It's like, well, then you hired a director who didn't understand the fucking assignment.
0: Right. You know, I realize we're not the most popular podcast um, in the world, but just in case. But we should be, because we're awesome and right about everything. You're right, because we're right about everything. (laughs) But just in case uh, anyone out there uh, is listening to this, and is also directing a movie adaptation, your creative vision is n- less than meaningless. <laughs> no one cares about your interpretation, your your belief. Nobody gives a rat's ass.
1: <laughs> I care about your interpretation. That does not... <clears throat> When you're translating a work from one language into another, it is important to get the verbiage right in a way that carries across the meaning. You don't have license to make up your own shit. Yeah. I care about your interpretation. I care about your creative vision. If it's not faithful to the source material, then it's not... What? It's not. It's not what we're here for, Joseph.
0: Yeah, and and that kind of goes back to the whole. Uh, you wanted to put a thing on screen. Great. You should have made a new thing. And I mean,
1: honestly, we need more of that anyway. We're yeah. Saturated in adaptations and remakes and
0: remake things that sucked the first time
1: i'm exhausted
0: yeah um we we do need we do need more good original ips um and and i'll be honest the like the oh here's another one for your directors
1: um if if you're making an adaptation why
0: mm I mean, we realize it's because the studio offered you a ridiculous amount of money to do so, but but why is it being, ad- ad- you know, adapted? Why is that the objective, and
1: why are you the person for it, and and why do you think that's a good idea? Yeah, yeah. And if you can answer those well, then fucking send it.
0: But. If if those answers if you're gonna send it, fucking send it. But also, if those answers involve the phrase, because I can make it better
1: than I it can. was,
0: fight your me. answers are wrong. <laughs> fight
1: me. Literally, actually, I will fight you in a
0: parking lot. And regardless of who wins, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna run you over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, actually, if you win,
1: then you'll be standing when he runs you over, and it'll make a satisfying impact sound.
0: Yes, that's right. Uh, I guess we've ran it enough. Uh, <laughs> um, maybe, maybe, maybe we will reapproach the topic and actually do the topic only <laughs> uh, at some point. Probably uh, yeah, not. Yeah, probably not. Uh, We may bring the topic back up, but we won't stick to it. No, we're not good at that. Um, but, anyway, um, just, just some things to think about when you are, uh, out and about, uh, perusing the, uh, the worlds of adaptations, um, I think that, um, I think the, 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 the why of adaptations needs, needs, more, needs more discourse in the broader world. Um, so let's, uh, you know, I don't know, go start a Reddit thread or something. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but we, uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in to Geekerso. Uh, Thanks for coming. Yep. Hope you had a Merry <laughs> Christmas. And happy whatever it is that you celebrate uh, in December. Uh, and uh, hope you have a good new year. Um, so on and so forth. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Until next time. I don't know why I just wave the microphone. Uh, you know. Peace.
1: Later.